And now, a message from our sponsors. Hello. Welcome to Playing Favorites. I'm Nathaniel Brummer-Beller. My guest tonight is Callum Pope. I can't believe you do that live. <laughs> I thought it was edited in. Which part? Just the hello and welcome. It sounds no, identical it's not. every time. I just, well, I just say it. No, that is identical. I do. <laughs> no, because, because now, if I, if I was talking to you and I didn't say hello, welcome to the show, that would be like really weird. Yeah. But I cut it off. And then you start. You're really going to see how the sausage gets made. Okay. I cut it off at my guest tonight. So that one is different. And then we roll into it. Yeah, yeah. It's very professional. <laughs> Thank you. You've got the adverts and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you, we've got to decide, is the advert in the coma before? Or, uh, <laughs> I, I really like how much you've, you've analyzed how it works. I am a big fan. Oh, thank you. And I will say that outright. I have... <laughs> I've not listened to every episode. That's okay. But I think I'm about 70% of the episodes. Oh, that's good. I think it's fantastic in that you manage to... I know, it's the thing with podcasts, like when you're interviewing your friends, mm-hmm. and if I'm listening to something and I know it's my friends and I know about them, mm-hmm. it still managed to be interesting mm. in the same way that I'd listen to a celebrity <laughs> find something interesting about yeah. them that I already know, but... It's still a great listening experience. Thank you. And I think you're a very good interviewer in terms of getting that out. Off. Why, thank you, Kel. There we are. We start with compliments. So. <laughs> That's we'll very clever. Now I'll be much nicer to you than I was. Mm-hmm. I was trying to do the next few episodes really confrontational yeah, and aggressive. Really, really sort of lean into the, lean into the mic. And... Well, that was the idea. I mean, I'm sure I've said it before, but that... First of all, there's a lot about each other we just don't know just because it doesn't often come up. Yeah. You know? I'm just really... it was bo- This was born, first off, just a lot of shower thoughts. Yeah. Um, and then also an idea that, like, I find it very interesting, no matter who it is, to just hear why someone really likes something. Because yeah. usually it's rather unexpected. You know, as in, like, it's not my first thought, but, you know, this person likes Blade Runner so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And often there's a story behind it. And often that story is very interesting. Yeah. And gets you... To know that person a lot better. Yes, and it's still favorite. And then also the concept of the different categories is like, even if one doesn't actually mean that much to you, one of the other ones will. You know? Like, even if you aren't film people, something is going to be... Something will matter, yeah. My dad was just saying, actually, he can't believe some people don't have a favorite joke. (laughs) Because it took him hours to narrow it down. Yeah. I just... I'm... I... I, I, It's just... There's just got to be... You have to have a go-to joke. Which I don't have. <laughs> so, yeah, that was probably a tricky one to do. But, but yeah, it's tricky people. It's, there's people just have, they, they, they know, mm-hmm. sort of especially dad jokes to come up with straight away. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends. I think to me it's more like when I find one that's really good, really succinct. Yeah. And actually genuinely, like, funny. Because there are some that <laughs> that require like a, a, a few seconds of like some you know intellectual interpretation <laughs> and you go oh yeah that's good and I love those Callum I do yeah but I keep a real arsenal if I can of ones that uh, are just lol inducing anyway yeah it's a pleasure to have you on the show thank you very much we have talked me. culture many times we have quite often in fact yeah regularly. and what I like is like we, we, we we're into very similar things we don't always agree on it which is good <laughs> We also we both tend to like low culture things. Yes, like we can talk highbrow stuff, mm-hmm. but then we both share a love of Transformers. 
That's true. A a arm's length, <laughs> arm's length of Transformers. I mean, when it comes to Marvel and yeah. that stuff, uh, yes, that's a lot. Sorry, I went for Transformers. I was gonna say Transformers. I told you right that like I was watching just purely out of interest because when I was what thirteen, I bought Transformers three on iTunes. Yeah, and I was like, hey, let's just see what Ooh. it's still there. I might as well just check it out. Oh, it was so racist. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how did I not notice this yeah. at the time? God, so I wouldn't say love. I no. would say the first uh, movie. The first movie, the first one, happily. What I say, not love, just an appreciation of crap explosions and yes. that part of it. That's true. Not the politics of Transformers. We don't outright dismiss it. We don't, which is different than most people. <laughs> which is different than most people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just spent quite a while discussing Wandavision. For instance. we did, and you're definitely someone I wanna wanted to talk to about it because like we both not only have thoughts but have actually followed it for a while. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize I'd actually seen every single one in no, theaters. I have as well. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Not intentionally, necessarily. It's just been the sort of thing that it's a big blockbuster film that's yeah. come out, and you're like, great, I'm going to go see that in the theater. Yeah. And I, I yeah. care, like you said, I care enough about sort of all the culture that's happening. They're like, well, I need to know what's happening. Yeah. I can't not see Ant-Man 2. That's what they're nice. I mean, it's love a Ant-Man story. Yeah, it's a story that, that extends. <laughs> but I need to understand the I next know bit. what happens. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <sighs> Do you want so. to get into WandaVision? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I said. I think I said all I need to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, all I'll say without spoiling it for everybody, because like me, you may have waited up until now to actually get into it, because I watched it over a couple yeah, days. I think. I think if you watched it segmented in episodes, wasn't the way to do it. Especially yeah. because you had all the fanboys going like, "Oh, well, this is kind of <laughs> no." It, it needs to be sort of watched as a prolonged. Yeah. Binge. Well, I was just surprised that I managed to avoid spoilers yeah, <laughs> the whole nine weeks. I just would just, you know, turn off, just quit the app yeah. if, ever, yeah. if anything ever came across my thing. But yeah, all I'll we'll say is um, what you said to me when I started the series is true. It ends without much innovation. Yeah. <laughs> Even though the rest of the show is really innovative. Great potential. And they just kind of piss it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just got, got bored. Yeah. Like, well, just finish it. If there are any producers listening, you know, it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Genius, actually. No, no. Um, I do want to hear what it was like choosing these categories. Yes. Uh, so, generally, there were a few that I sort of went for straight away. Film was pretty quick. Mm. I wouldn't say it is an outright favourite. Mm. Um, well, it is, but I have it's one of favourites. Sure. Um, something like that. Uh, mm. Joke. It's just a joke that stayed with me from school. It's horrendous. It's <laughs> absurdly long. Uh-huh. The punchline is not that good. <laughs> um, good. But I just quite like it anyway. Yeah. I went to school with a load of farmers, so it's related to that. Excellent. Uh, and place, again, dabbled with a few. I think it's not the most innovative answer. <laughs> uh, but it's a place that means something to me, which I think is the is the point of it all. Music was hard. Music was probably mm. the hardest. Oh yeah. Partly because I think a lot of people's music choices are informed by how they grew up and their parents mm-hmm. and what they were exposed to. And I didn't really have that. Oh right. Like, my family wasn't a very musically inclined family. Like we didn't have music on in the background growing up and. Mm. We never really had it on car journeys either. Interesting. Aside from one Shania Twain CD, <laughs> which isn't my favourite. Um, yeah, so that happened a lot. So, yeah, that was quite tricky because I think I've had to form my own music taste 
but that has been kind of, it's it's flawed because there's nothing to back it in so I've just gone uh, like oh I like uh, this I like a bit of that yeah and you just end up with a collective mess of <laughs> rubbish so that's how, how do yeah. you how do you sort of begin your music journey how did I begin yeah. I, so I began my music journey the first song I ever bought on my iPad mm. on my iPod rather mm. was the hamster song <laughs> So if you, want to, if you want to know how I actually began, <laughs> that's how I began, uh, which was kind yeah. of the era of Crazy Frog, oh, if you remember sure. that. Yeah, so it was that sort of vibe, yeah. except it was a hamster. Nice. Uh, and then I sort of got into other stuff and, you know, you, you download Queen's Greatest Hits and, sure, yeah, and that sort of thing. So I just had to build it from there. I didn't really have any kind of music taste. It was just whatever was big and classic songs that you just hear on the radio. yeah. That That's went in, and then gradually, as I sort of met more people, and definitely through school, part of mm. the problem of school for music was that it was all about the charts. So there would be sure. a race within my sort of form, be like mm. who could download the charts quickest, and that's what would be played like in our <laughs> yeah. in our in our like form room. It would right. just be whatever someone had ripped off the radio the night before, <laughs> being like this is going to be in the charts. So yeah, it's been for me to find my own taste has been tricky. So music was probably the hardest, but wow. I think the others fell into place with reasonable ease. Yeah, uh, I, you should be embarrassed of your first iTunes. Your yeah. number one, my number one was Double Dutch Buzz by Raven Simone, which is a great song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At least you could probably listen to yours again. True. I don't think I could ever. The hamster song. <laughs> ever listen to the hamster song. It'll come back. It'll come back. It'll know, come in, back. In, in 30 years, we'll be like, this is a classic. No. No. It's not a classic. <laughs> Do you ever wonder how people, how the future generation are going to look back on, like, are certain, you know, is, is it, I guess, it, I guess it's already happening in a way, like, the late 90s is already becoming, like, classic, quote unquote. Yeah. But some of these I just can't imagine them becoming, we'll like, come oh, back yeah, again. The Weeknd. Maybe. I don't know, I don't know. though. I Maybe, f- but... I feel something like Blinding Lights will be yeah. on will be on an advert. I like The weekend. don't get me in wrong. In 20 years' time. Sure. And people will be like, what is that song? <laughs> but then, like, what will 70s music become? You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, like, I just, I'm so curious about that. I'm always so fascinated by, like, future stuff. Yeah. Even near, like, 50 years. I would just love to know what's Well, one about. of the things at the moment is there's no sort of strict genre separation, I feel. There's so mm-hmm. much different... Yeah people trying different things and completely but also like the charts in a way have kind of lost well that's been lost with streaming yeah Yeah. I haven't checked the charts in like no six seven years I think I stopped (laughs) checking the charts when I think it was Ed Sheeran's second album came out and every single one of the top 13 was oh god that album and that was just like no (laughs) this is is I'm out of here (laughs) yeah like Dennis Farina and Snapped. I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm gone. To I'm me, gone. I think I think what broke me was um, the Chainsmokers. Right. I've never yeah. heard a single Chainsmokers song all the way through because I just think it's like literally the worst thing ever made. And I was like, the fact that this is popular means that I'm out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm out of here. So. We're going to do it. Speaking of which. Okay. Don't know what I'm speaking of which. <laughs> I want to hear what the actual four yeah. things are. So. So. Film. Film is Big Night. Oh, cool. Right. Yes. Yeah. Stanley Tucci. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's not uh, the most <laughs> profound choice for for me and things I enjoy, but well, I guess it is the most profound. In a way. Well, probably in a way it is. You know, it's a film related with sort of food and and yeah. the joy of food and the joy of sharing and things uh-huh. like that and yeah. Italian cuisine and mm-hmm. bits and pieces like that. So yeah, that's probably that. 
So how about joke? Joke setup. Not the punchline. It's intrigued. about a man who likes tractors. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> you did say farmer, so that's I did good say farmer. Yeah. Album. Uh, album is I settled on the stranger Billy Joel. Oh right. Uh, and yeah. yeah, place is Aubra, which is a town in Suffolk on the east coast of England. Say the name again. Aubra. Is that spelled with a D? Yeah, it's spelled A L D E B U R G H. So you know, we've talked about this before. That like, uh, well, we have good family friends. You live there. No. Yeah, I literally have a bag right there that says um, the Oliver Bookshop. Oh, maybe we have talked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, because, 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 yeah, one of my dad's really good friends from uni lives there with a family, and I've, like, grown up with, like, next, you know, with yeah. kids and stuff, and, like, every few years, we just, like, see them again, and yeah, they own, they own that bookshop. They own the bookshop? They own it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the bookshop is one of the, like, seminal reasons why <laughs> it's one of my favorite places, because there I used go. to go to the bookshop so much, like, in summers and things. That's yeah. theirs. That's theirs? God, the world is small. Wow. Is it, is John and Mary? No. Yeah, yes. That's, That's so, funny. so funny. I was last there in twenty fourteen. Yeah. What if we write, what if we walk past each other? That'd be sad. that'd be weird. But I think that's happened with quite a few people. It's mm-hmm. a place where lots of people have been. Yeah. And yeah, but I'm American. Okay, that's, that's different. That's, 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 that is extremely <laughs> different. Yeah, yeah. There's that giant shell on the beach. Yeah, which, yeah. Which, so when they first put it up, it got graffitied by like old people. Like, by which, old people. Well, I that's biased. <laughs> Just guessing that it was all. I just, I know the thought of it was just. Was it really well written? Like, we, no, we just had a joke with my parents that it was like this old guy would go up with his graffiti, <laughs> his sort of graffiti can, and be like, "Piece of junk." <laughs> so that was the joke we had, which was the graffiti. Oh yeah, and yeah. I was like, who, kind of who would call it "piece of junk"? That <laughs> <laughs> does sound. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a very sort of PC graffiti. And then he politely signed his name. Yeah, graffiti. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. His dress and then yeah. crossed it. Up. Yeah. I took a photo of the shell, and yeah, it was my one of my. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I, it's up on my wall in uh, my house in DC because I'm nice. pretty sure I liked it. Right? It's in my little video book. Like proof that I've been there. Um, <laughs> that is really funny though. Should we see which what am I two? actually meant to be talking about? Yeah, yeah. you ready? Yeah, go on. Choice number one. Uh-huh. Place! <laughs> we just That's did good. that. We've done that already, so... <laughs> That's good, though. That's good. That's good. We'll yeah, talk about I can it. talk a bit more. Choice number two is... Film! Okay. There you go. Cool. That's pretty good. God, that's exactly how my dad goes. Um, no. <laughs> it's random. You saw it. It's it completely is random. random. Yeah. Okay. Place, take it away. Yeah. So I think it's... it's it, I grew up very much in sort of semi-suburbia or what? You could probably quantify as that in England. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, my parents sort of lived there because their work was there. That was the reason. But it was a housing estate with just not much going on, all concrete roads, a little bit of countryside on the edge, but I wouldn't really have a chance to explore and do it. It would be home to school. I'd spend a lot of time at school and I ended up doing school the weekends. So mm-hmm. we got this caravan uh, when we were younger in... Aubra on the coast mm-hmm. in Suffolk and it just became a place where I had sort of the freedom mm. to do what I wanted and we had friends down there as well and we also had a caravan there and yeah I was kind of free to go cycling on my own I like 
went and bought loads of books at the bookshop. Mm -hmm. I would <laughs> go crabbing and do all sorts of things. Yeah. So it was, it's, it's special to me because yeah, I felt like I had the freedom there. Mm. And it's a very kind of cultural town. Mm -hmm. It's a little, it's leaning a bit to the sort of the, the uh, yuppie cultural <laughs> side now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so there was always a carnival every year in the summer, which was kind of quite kitsch. People just dressing up their cars and stuff and yeah. bonkers costumes and things. Um, yeah, so it, it's yeah, it's been a place that's kind of inspired me culturally and yeah. things like that. And yeah, so that's probably why I'd say just because it's a formative place for me mm. uh, is why it's my favourite place. Um, and yeah, now I've found that, like you say, I've got loads of friends that have connections there. So it's become even more interesting and, and so special and stuff. Yeah. It does have a lovely vibe to it. It's got a nice vibe. It's not particularly... It's a bit picturesque, mm. but it's still, yeah, I know it's, it's, still it's, it's a little bit yeah. rugged. There's yeah. lots of sort of fishermen's boats on the beaches, and yeah. it's not a sandy beach; it's a pebble beach. Yeah, yeah. The wind. I don't understand. The wind, I just don't. Like, it just I, doesn't work. Eventually, yeah. I'll understand. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you can't really sunbathe because the wind <laughs> no, is always it's painful. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. I went there with a friend in sort of lockdown, and we're like, let's go to the beach mm. and read our books. And you just like you sit down and you're like, this is this is nice. We're having fun. It's just like it just isn't. But you know, that said, it's great. But that said, it's enjoyable. It's it's a nice place to be, and I like it. And I yeah, I, it's just a place where I've explored kind of every inch. I've been for walks down the coast. Like I've walked like thirty miles up the coast wow. one day before, which was just amazing. And mm -hmm. yeah, so that's probably why it's. Uh, Special place for me. Yeah, so it's not kind great. of as exotic as, as some locations. I think it was like closely followed by an island in the south of Portugal. It was probably my second choice. Oh, wow, nice. But, uh, but yeah. Fair. That is my favourite place. Am I wrong that that is one of those places where you can really genuinely see how much the seas have risen? Yeah. That there's things that are now underwater. You can. So, so there's, a, there's a village called Dunnage, which just isn't there anymore. Yeah, I think that was it. I remember yeah. seeing something about that, yeah. or someone, you know, someone explaining that to me. I mean, like, yeah, there, there's a, like a little museum above the pub yeah. there, which well, you can kind of see this model of how it's changed. And yeah. the like big folk stories that you can still hear the bells ringing underwater in the sea from the church. I don't know how that true that is. It's the sort <laughs> of thing that like late night at the pub. All, yeah. the, all the old blokes like, yeah, you can hear the bell. <laughs> and like, yeah. Is that where you go? Pub at night? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's that. And the, the, other, the other horror story is there is a dog called Black Chuck who scratches on the church door or something like that. So that, right. that was, that was a, I think, perhaps one of the... the ghost dog. Yeah, ghost dog. See, gotcha. So perhaps one of the scares I've been, ever been was we were having that story told to us at the pub one night and we went outside... And this like big Labrador jumped on us. That's what it was. Yeah, it's the scariest story changes every night depending on which dog is yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll go scare those kids. It's like oh, there's you know Chihuahua Charlie, and you know he's a haunted dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. We both met at a bookshop. Yeah, that is funny. Because I've been, I think I've been there twice in my life. Right. I remember the first one very well because it was super cool. Because like they were showing me around. Yeah, and they gave me a big. 3D T-Rex book. <laughs> nice. Nice. I remember that being like, this is from all the books. Because they have a thing which is like, the bags are found anywhere in the world. And obviously the DC one is probably you. 
That's right. Mm, little pill. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good. Yeah, time. we went. I went to the launch of the like sixth Harry Potter book. Mm. At that bookshop. That's awesome. And we got dressed up as wizards and. Uh, yeah, did all that, all that nonsense, and then the cinemas opposite, which is also like yeah, form talks about formative places. It's mm. got a little kind of boutique indie cinema mm. now, where Bill Nye does the sort of really bad voiceover before every film now. Really, and he's like, "Thank you for supporting the film." <laughs> it just looks like it sounds like someone has like cornered him at a party yeah. <laughs> and held like, a microphone. So we've got this little uh, film theatre. Can you do a thing about? Supporting us and donating to us. And everyone will know if you say no. <laughs> everyone will know if you say no. Like, I've always been a fan. <laughs> I can imagine you can sound kind of disinterested. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But yeah, on the night of the yeah, night before Harry Potter, we were like, oh, they're going to show a Harry Potter film. And they didn't. They put on like some kind of black and white something. So I, I always remember that's being disappointed. That's really funny. Anyway. Like, no, that's a funny connection. Why was that your, your family's choice? I don't know really. Yeah. Um, it was a nice town. Yeah, it was nice. They always rented, sort mm. of gradually since we were really young, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, obviously they bought this caravan there, and and they've now like bought a house there as well, mm. which I think is sort of their plan to retire down there also. Yeah, I don't know really the formative reason. Yeah. Why why they went there? I think it was one of those ones where it's. Yeah, it's only two and a half hours. It's not like Cornwall where it would take sort of six hours to get there. Mm-hmm. It was so they could get there at the weekends was always the main thing. Yeah. It's sort of a means to escape. Yeah. Am I... Did you ever do Day Out with Thomas? No. The Thomas Tank Engine thing? Yes. That. So... Is that near there? Mine I'm pretty sure I went with broke her neck at Day Out with Thomas. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> did she piss off Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault. So I was running because I was so excited to see Thomas the Tank Engine that she was like, no, fell backwards down a step, broke her neck. And she now can't go on roller coasters and other terrible things. But wow, (laughs) there are other (laughs) the main one that she's most bummed about. Yes. Wow. That is fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old are you? Seventeen. Yes. No, I was was young. Yeah. And I think after that, they put me on those like... (laughs) You know those leads? Were you on a lead? I think for a little bit. It was just... Until you were 17. It was just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you being walked around all yeah. the road as a full road, as a teenager. As a teenager, yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah, Day Out with Thomas. Day Out with Thomas. Violent place. <laughs> Violent place to be. But very exciting. Very exciting. Well, no, because I went with... Um, is it near there? Or am I just making that up? When we went with the play for Must be. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's fine. That's good. And I also have a big memory of crabbing. Yeah. So when you said that, I was like, I remember that. Kind of I remember that because someone with us got snipped, got pincered. Yeah, you got pinned up from behind. Yeah, and it was a it was really pretty upsetting thing looking at the finger and being like, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> those things are strong. That's always <laughs> like my one of the sort of would I lie to you things to do or like two truths and lie is that I competed in the world crapping championships, which were you which did I, which I did. I see. Yeah, it's true. Um, is, that, is that in Oliver? Or? Uh, yeah, it's like just down the coast in Warbleswick. <laughs> this country. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Film. Okay. On here, film. Big night. Big night. Tell me about it. Stanley Tucci, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Shaloub, two brothers, mm-hmm. Primo Secundi. <laughs> Good names. <laughs> That's the names. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and obviously, which one's older, which one's younger? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
kind of Italian American. Well, no, they're, they're straight Italians basically. Moved to America, mm-hmm. set up this little tiny restaurant, uh, which is opposite another bigger, more classic Italian American restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, which is run by Ian Holm. I oh think, yeah, who's playing like an absurd. Italian character which just doesn't suit him as an actor at all but it's quite funny he just has fun with that yeah and yeah uh, they want to try and get in lots more customers because they're doing like very much traditional Italian cuisine yeah. that Americans haven't heard of so they get Ian Holm to uh, let uh, I think what the it's a musician uh, whose name I can't remember. Famous jazz musician oh, to see. come and mm. and eat, or they're going to get this famous jazz musician oh, to eat at the restaurant that night, uh, and he doesn't come. Oh. Actually, that's a bit of a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah. is that the beginning? No, the, the, plot, the plot of the film is they're preparing for this. <laughs> he just spoiled Big Night for everything. I mean, it's not the sort of film that, that you, it matters if it's been spoiled. So basically, Fight Club, right? Sorry, two so guys who are the same guy, right? Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> so yeah, I told you the plot of the film. Uh, that's that now. That's why it's my favourite. No, it's, it's, it's just an interesting one. I think, mm-hmm. for me, I love it because it's very much a food film. Mm-hmm. It's almost to the point now that You like food? I like food. <laughs> Almost to the point, it's a food film that now people turn their noses up because it's almost too cliche as a food film. Oh, sure. Which is fine, but yeah, <laughs> it's still fun. And yeah, sort of great shots of people being passionate about food and mm-hmm. the whole scene with the they make the sort of big dish, which is this uh, timpano, mm-hmm. like a timp- timpani drum, which is just filled with kind of like lasagna sheets and sausage and egg and pasta and then kind of flip it over like I think it's one of my favourite scenes of, <laughs> of, of a film ever that kind of like checking it's got to be just the right temperature to slice it open so it will remain a slice and you can see all the layers um, yeah I've always wanted to make one but they look incredibly difficult to do <laughs> and it's got like a yeah. really great cast as well so yeah. Alison Janney I mm-hmm. think is, mm-hmm. is the love interest as well isn't it mm-hmm. and yeah I think my favourite scene in it is apart from the timpano scene is just kind of the end scene Mm-hmm. Where they've had this. Go ahead, the ending. Yeah. It's not the so, best way to sell people on movies in general, but why not? Go no, for I it. know, I know. It's yeah. They've like they've had the crisis of mm-hmm. the film, mm-hmm. had the kind of third act for that, and they just makes his brother an omelet. Oh, and nice. it's sort of a makeup scene. It's a totally silent scene, apart from making an omelet and all the emotions and mm-hmm. sort of talk is there and I think it's just a really nice way of kind of how food bonds people and that sort of thing that's sweet yeah <laughs> <laughs> when you told me a few just a while ago how, like about how much you like the movie I was like yeah that makes perfect sense yeah yeah I, <laughs> it's it almost a cult film isn't it I mean it has kind something of now. Of a cult yeah film. well it was like Stanley Tucci's first film that he directed yeah yeah, yeah. Um, he's got a great interview with uh, is it Mark Maron well, he's, he's done a few podcasts recently, but he talks a lot about making that movie. Yeah. yeah. I think it was quite seminal for him as well. Because mm-hmm. he's now gone and done basically like a travel log TV cooking show of mm-hmm. him going around Italy mm-hmm. and was also involved in sort of all sorts of foodie films like Julie and Julia as well. Yes, of course. 
got locked down famous for making cocktails. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tony Shalhoub is great in it as well. He's he's an amazing actor. He's got an even better Mark Maron interview. <laughs> as he, no, yeah. he's brilliant. Did you ever watch Monk? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Love it. I love when there's an actor training to play Monk-like character in a show and it's Stanley Tucci <laughs> in Monk. In Monk. I, I just love episode. Yeah, it's oh, so, so good. Someone like hears that he's like well well known and it's like he wants to shadow him and it's Stanley Tucci. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. It's really, really, really good. He's yeah. also he's he's the the best part of um Marvel's Mrs. Mrs. May. Oh yes, by far. And I don't watch it anymore, but I miss his character. Yeah. I mean it's just he's no, wonderful. He's just the best best bit of that. He is, yeah. yeah. He's so, he's mellow, so but he's tone. great. He's, I think the two things he does great is frantic mm-hmm. and also sort of monotone, yeah. calm. And yeah. both are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And you can both like play sort of someone who's like stepped on and someone really authoritative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just with yeah, completely convincing both times. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah. I just see Big Bang. Louis sure. Primo. That's the oh, jazz that's Primo. the jazz guy. Prima. Prima. Primo. Oh, he's great. Yeah. He's so great. Yeah, you know, he wrote um, Sing 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 with this way. Did he? He did, yeah, for Ben and Goodman. Oh. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, didn't really, well, I don't, I don't know if he got credit or not, but like, he, like uh, now he does. But yeah, he wrote that. Which, you know, you know, that's him. And then, of course, his own, his own career is huge. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he wrote that. Isn't that cool? That's, that's like, what I was, yeah, exactly, right? When I was playing, um, on Pedro in that fringe one as much as you know, I would just listen to Louis Price <laughs> get into Gary <laughs> Gary <laughs> yeah that, that works yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah walking around fringe listening with that in my headphones just like yeah but yeah. life feels a lot more fun when you listen yeah, to that exactly. stuff it's the sort of thing you could kind of got get a stride in your step about I won't hold my breath seeing him in the film because uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah he did good luck with that one <laughs> I mean it's, it's a low budget film I couldn't I was yeah exactly he was still alive do you know if, uh, if, if, if Godot ever appears in that uh, play? I mean, you know, I, I was leaping through it and I was like, when's your yeah, yeah. Well, that's a lovely answer. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those ones that I can't like expand out on too much, purely because it's just, it's a very kind of twee, small film <laughs> with, yeah. you know, there's like, you can make some in-depth camera mm-hmm. analysis about it mm-hmm. like it's the static the camera's really static in mm-hmm. their restaurant mm-hmm. sort of wildly moving around in in Inhal's restaurant oh, right, um, yeah. but yeah it's like a super simple uh, kind of director's film mm-hmm. with a yeah. good script and yeah shows off the love of food really well <laughs> okay last couple minutes I want to hear cheating again your joke uh, okay <laughs> I've had to write this down <laughs> And uh, you'll just have to cut it because you've said it now very quickly, but it's not quick. And <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to, you know, I've got to you've got to present it sure. how it was sure. presented to me. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, initially. Don't don't rush. Oh god, here we go. Okay. Uh, so there once was a man who really loved tractors. Mm-hmm. So like, he really loved tractors. Yeah. Uh, so he had tractor models, tractor wallpaper, remote control tractors. Tractor board games, miniature tractors, and the only thing that came close to his love for tractors, love for tractors, was his love for his wife. Okay, uh, so his high school street sweetheart, <laughs> who didn't mind his infatuation with tractors at all, mm-hmm. uh, she didn't even mind the role play where she'd dress up as a tractor. <laughs> uh, he would dress as a farmer. Uh, so sadly. 
his wife was struck down one day by when a tractor fell off the back of a transport truck. So she didn't die until he was at her side in the hospital and her dying words were, don't blame the tractor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sadly, he did blame the tractor mm-hmm. uh, and he hated them now with, mm-hmm. with his mind, his body, his soul. <laughs> hated tractors. <laughs> um, so he went home destroyed all the tractor-related items and paraphernalia he had, Mm -hmm. the toys, the tractor suits, uh, you know, it all was put in a pile, burnt it in a yard, uh, and then whatever he didn't like, that wasn't burnt enough, put in a wood chipper just to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. So then he went home and didn't leave his home for eight years. Mm. Okay. Finally, on the eighth anniversary of his wife's death, he decided... It was time to get back out into the dating world. Uh, and the cashier at the grocery store had been asking him out for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was like, sure. Called her out for dinner. So the restaurant he chose uh, ended up being really nice. Mm-hmm. Had good food. Mm-hmm. Great service. Great decor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was one problem, which was it was extremely smoky. Like so smoky mm-hmm. in the restaurant that his date, being an asthmatic, uh, was really struggling to breathe. Mm-hmm. She was having some difficulty. So after noticing her displeasure at mm-hmm. all the smoke in the restaurant, he started breathing in, like really, really breathing in, and then kind of inhaling with such force that all the smoke quickly left the dining room and went into his lungs. And when the room was clear of smoke, he stepped outside and he released it all yeah. into the night. And then he rejoined his date, uh, who asked, how on earth did you do that? To which he replies, I'm an ex-tractor fan. (laughs) 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 Wow! (laughs) I was like, it's going to be because the word tractor is in other words, isn't it? It's gonna be one of those so bad and I, just I, I so like not it. worth it. <laughs> I tell you, Kel, I liked it a lot. I like them when they go on far too long <laughs> because you know why? Because you know that something's gonna happen, <laughs> yes. and the gotta longer it goes, the more you're like, gotta get right. there eventually. Yeah, that was good. Well, told. I think it sticks in my mind particularly because yeah, it was told to me, and I had to sit through the whole thing, and then you're like. Yeah. <laughs> I can see how you could really make that. Oh, you can really go for it. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. long. And all the details. <laughs> yeah. Really a lot of red herrings in there. Yeah. Very good. Very funny. <sighs> so, <laughs> thank you. I apologize. <laughs> the best jokes are ones you have to apologize for. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. You've, you're on the show now. Yeah. You've entered the Matrix. You're inside yeah. the podcast. Well, I'm nowhere near as fascinating as, like, a good <laughs> half of your death, I guess. But, you know, I was honest. <laughs> you were honest? You say everyone else has been bullshitting yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, you know. They've been all around the world. It's like, yeah, that's not their favorite place. Yeah. You've never you, been there. You've never been there. Well, you've become the playing favorites truther. <laughs> I know for a fact. No, that's not true. I'm not going to leave on that. Um, No. Yeah, I really appreciate how much you listen. It's really, I really appreciate it. I enjoy it. And I hope that as time goes on and you meet 
interesting people from the creative worlds and beyond that, that, that you can get them on podcast and talk to them. And then it'll be like a great series of all sorts of people, yeah. <laughs> That's the plan. That's, That's the, plan. the plan. It's uh, it's fun. It's it's it's. I love doing it. Even yeah. even sometimes, and I'll admit this. Even sometimes, from like, oh, I gotta do another one. You know, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Even when that comes to me, because I because I got a lot of stuff to do. When I'm actually when I'm like, no, this is really fun. Yeah. I really like listening to people because the thing also with the, in the in the concept that is really works for me is that it's definitively different every time. Yeah. It's not like it's like okay, what's the next movie of the week or whatever. You know, it's like new. Yeah. always gonna be new. So there's always something to talk about. Yeah. Including your answers with which were interesting. So good job. <laughs> it has been lovely having you on. Thank you very much for having me. Um, it's great guest. Keep yeah. listening. I will. Tell your friends. Yeah, yeah. I'll spread it around. <laughs> oh, also, I would be, I, I cannot miss the chance to say, Catch Callum and the Arbitrator. Now on YouTube. Now streaming. Now streaming. <laughs> All episodes now streaming. <laughs> All episodes now streaming. <laughs> you were great. You were really great. Thank you. Very funny. Stole the show. <laughs> I can ruin that one as well. I'm good at doing. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just know that Callum's in it. I'm in it. He's great. Yeah. You won't see him coming. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Lee. Good night. Good night. Thank you all for listening. And good night. Say second-handed love I can't see. It's good for some, but not.